in the morning. When you want the news, you need the front page every hour on the press box. Nothing's writing on this except the uh, First Amendment, the Constitution, freedom of the press, and maybe the future of the country. Not that any of that matters. And now, the news. Oh, Edge, you got to be worried. The Miami Heat are concerned about Tyler Hero's off-court life. Ira Windeman, on a podcast, Ira Windeman writes for the Sun Sentinel. He said, Tyler Hero chose to become a celebrity. He chose to become something outside the game, as is his right. But you know what? Other players, when they see a player doing that before they've truly reached it, I don't know if I want to say there's a jealousy. They sort of take a scant view of the guy and say, wait a minute, buddy, you haven't done anything yet. His podcast co-host, Ethan Skolnick, said, ultimately, the team starts to get a certain level of concern. In this particular case, the team has been concerned now for months. Eric Spolster can't keep his team together. This stinks because I paid a lot of a lot of money for those basketball shorts for my kid with Tyler Hero's name on them. So now like he'll want another name and I'll have to spend more money. So this kind of sucks in that way. Um, I know other athletes have done this, but and and you know, it's his money, can spend it the way it is. But it was interesting. I told you guys yesterday about a YouTube I saw about Tyler Hero. Like, how do I spend my first million? And he had to do it like in five minutes or whatever, like say how he spent it and stuff. And it was re- kind of early in his career. I don't know if like other guys look at that because I've, you know, I read this story about Tyler Hero and guys are like, hey, you really haven't made it yet. You got to calm down. And I just think the perception of all that Tyler Hero is at this point is what have you really done to kind of have this attitude or kind of act like you do? I don't know if there's any truth to that, but I'm looking for reasons as to why they now believe this about this guy where there's off court issues. They are trying to calm down with him so they can get the most of them on the court. I told you that run to the finals last year was bad. It went straight to Tyler Hero's head, and now the Heat are going to fall apart because of it. I mean, I don't know about fall apart, but you could absolutely be right that it went to his head because obviously there's 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 concern within the organization. Um, he's saying, I don't know, you know, the quote, the quote is, I don't know if there's jealousy. I mean, answer me this. What what are guys jealous of of Tyler Hero? They all make I money, so I don't, I why would they be jealous of Tyler Hero? I have no idea he's why making, I have other players. That doesn't make any sense. Ones. Dude, he's making yeah. that custom short money. <laughs> yes, yes. From me. Yes. Great question. Thank you. NFL Red Zone will be carried on Hulu this season. So if you are a cord cutter, that is helpful because you could get Hulu or you might already have Hulu and bam, NFL Red Zone could be there for you. My, my bigger picture question on this is, when will we see, like, when will it happen? We hear it a lot, but it doesn't have actually happen. When will a league, or maybe it's a college conference, like, when will one ever go fully online? Where they are fully, like, every, every episode or every uh, game is online only. Like, through YouTube TV, through Hulu, through Amazon. Like, when does that happen? I don't know, Tyler, the exact date, but I do know there could be this phone call. The secretary buzzes in and says, Mr. Craig Thompson, Roger Goodell on the line for you. And Roger Goodell is calling the Mountain West Commissioner to say, hey, I've heard you streamed a lot of things. How can I do this? I want <laughs> Roger Goodell reaching out to Craig Thompson at the Mountain West to find out how the Mountain West has gone about this. Because we know as well as anyone, I don't think they've done it completely. But in the last several years, like Craig Thompson has hinted, we're going all streaming. 
Um, I don't know if the league would ever do that because I don't think they have to. Like, they could be on every possible avenue of broadcasting their games, whether it be streaming, uh, DirecTV, regular TV, Red Zone, your phone, your tablet, you know, at, at the Bischoff house with like nine different ways to watch games, and they'll still make a fortune. So I don't know. I guess my question answer to you is I don't know what the advantage would be to come off TV completely for a league that powerful. Like, I don't know why they would have to do that. Ed, you yeah. think Roger Goodell is calling Craig Thompson yes. and going, all right, so Team oh. One Sports, just break it down for me. <laughs> yes, that's, no, yes. And they and then Roger Goodell <laughs> say, I could actually have, um, you know, uh, Nance and Romo in Connecticut watching the game and broadcasting from there. That would save us money as well. <laughs> it Like, to me, it ultimately comes down to win when is it more profitable to put the game on the internet only as opposed to on an actual television channel? And I don't know, like for the NFL, that timeline is nowhere close. And no, same, for, no. I don't think for any of our, our major four pro sports that that timeline is anywhere close. Um, for no, college conferences, it could be a lot closer because they don't make nearly as much money off these TV deals. But I, 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 I don't know, we hear it a lot. I'm just, I don't know that it, I don't know when it happens because the TV companies or the TV networks are still paying so much money for them that you, you're never going to turn that money down, even if it's, you know, a better product that you could produce online only. Well, and answer me this, because the league is so powerful and you have fans of all age demographics, right? Wouldn't you in that sense, if you did that, be erasing an older demographic that is just, you know, used to watching your games on TV? Like, why would you do You're cutting off. You know, I don't know if this is much with college conferences, but with the NFL, guys and women, they're, they're fans forever. So I don't know why I would intentionally cut off a demographic that maybe isn't as comfortable as a new age demographic with streaming. It makes no sense. And, and the NFL is not losing money on anything they do. So I, you're I, right. I don't even think we're close to that in terms of only going streaming. They're, that would make no sense at this point. I think it's interesting the idea of, hey, you, you're going to lose older viewers if you go online because I think the NFL and its fans, I think they care enough that they'd figure it out. That if you told really? them, hey, really? I, like like if you said, hey, you're 71 years old and the, the but Packers... But you have to go are, online to watch? Right. The Packers are going to be on Amazon Prime. Like, right. I, I, think, I think the NFL is big enough that people will figure it out. And whereas, like... UNLV sports, they're not going to figure it out because right. they're, they're, I mean, some people will. There's a select few of you that listen to this show. We appreciate that. That you guys absolutely try to figure out where the hell UNLV is playing every day. But like, I think the NFL is big enough that they would figure it out. Now, there's a lot of casual NFL fans and maybe you lose them because they would have just flipped on CBS or Fox and now they got to go to a, you know, Google, a Chromecast or Fire Stick or Apple TV and find some app they don't have maybe you lose right. that but i i think if you're talking like 71 year old raider fan he's figuring out where the hell amazon prime or youtube tv and, is so we can watch the team well it look at i'll say this if there's any league in the world that can do it you're right it's that league so i mean you know you're not doing it for the big 12 you're not getting those 71 year old guy to find the big 12 but yes if his favorite nfl team's on or her favorite nfl team's on you're right if there's any league that can make that transition with people it's that league that's a great, great question. Nevada will televise its spring game on Nevada Sportsnet. Uh, just as a quick question for UNLV, are they going to televise any of their spring game stuff? Uh, 
are they having an official spring game or i think they just have scrimmages on saturdays right <laughs> pretty sure they just have scrimmage no I'm, I'm 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 serious i think they just have scrimmages there's one tomorrow um you and i've discussed the non-ability for media to watch because you know i mean come on. <laughs> you don't want a beat writer standing against a fence watching you run a running play because you know that could really mess things up for the future i mean eastern washington might have an edge there if sam gordon's leaning against a fence uh so um, no, I don't think they'll be televising uh, the spring game, if in fact there's one or if it's just a scrimmage. It fascinates me how much UNLV actively tries to hide their football program. <laughs> I mean, like you like you would think you want people to care about it, and yeah. since Marcus Arroyo's been here, like they they actively hide the only the only active part they do to try to get attention is is Twitter is tweeting about you know getting recruits in and and they dice. tweet out roll the dice they, yeah roll and the they dice. tweet out they tweet out fun little videos from practice even though sometimes they get roasted because they're dancing and not practicing but like it's like in all seriousness like they don't want publicity like they no. they do not want publicity for their football team and it's amazing no. to me because you would think, think like. When, when you hear, hey, the spring game is going to be televised for Nevada, it's like, well, why wouldn't UNLV have that? Why wouldn't UNLV well, have people that care enough that, that want to put their program on TV or, or just stream it or something? And it, it, it doesn't – like, they're actively hiding the program. And Nevada's allowing, by the way, 1,500 people in, and they've done, a, they've done a cool thing where it's $5 and all the money's going to charity, which, I, again, nothing but positive publicity out of that. You can't – that can't be anything but positive publicity. And I wonder, and I think you're down the road. And look, the fact he's closing it off the media, I'm sorry, you're open for not only being questioned, but being, you know, the insinuation is, you know, we don't want anyone seeing anything. Now, is that because he doesn't like the media? Is that because they're 0-6 and they're not very good and he doesn't want that reported, even though no one's going to report that off spring because it's spring football and you have like 100 quarterbacks and who in the world would report people look bad in spring football? That makes no sense. Uh, but when you close it off, you're open to interpretation. Sorry. And my interpretation is he's not a big media guy, one. And two, he doesn't want anyone seeing a team that was 0-6. And if that's not true, then open the then open the thing up. But when you close down, we have every right to then guess as to why you're closing down. And it's silly to close it down. You were, you and I both know this. And look, I'll say this. As a columnist, it doesn't. it's not huge to me. I go out one or two times spring, that's fine. I'm talking about the Mike Ramalls and Sam Gordon's, the beat writers who cover your team on a daily basis who and, and people hate the media but i'll tell you this without them there you're not going to get as good coverage because as mike ramala wrote the other day and told us he knows nothing about that team and and because he's closed out and and that's not a good thing for the coverage of that team and i'll say another thing raiders golden knights even unlv basketball you're kind of down on the totem pole here for coverage in this town now so i don't know why they're closed but it's silly that they are the other the other point that you made was good is that spring practice there's never negative stories during spring oh, practice. What would you like, write negatively? You don't know like, what's going. You don't know who's going to play in the fall. Something has to go so horribly wrong in a spring yes. practice for something negative to be written about it because everything is about like, hey, the, you know, there's a quarterback competition. Here's who yes. the quarterbacks are. Like that's yeah. the most controversial thing that there can be. Otherwise, it's hey. Charles Williams became a father or this wide receivers, yes. you know, got a chance to have a big season or, you know, this young defensive back could lead the team or whatever. Like that's, those are the stories you get. They're great stories. Yeah. If you want good publicity and they're kind of just saying, no, thank you. We don't need that. Next question. 
Dalvin Cook wants to change his jersey number from 33 to 4, but he might not do it, Ed, because he's got to figure out how much it would cost him to buy out all his 33 jerseys from the NFL. We talked about this yesterday. Um, I, If I'm a player, and I guess if I want four that bad, maybe I can put a down payment on it so no one else takes four. <laughs> but the fact that they're asking these guys to buy out all those jerseys, I'd say I'll see in two years. I wouldn't pay a dime for it. Is, is four, and sometimes numbers are really special to guys because whether they're dad ward or there's some kind of backstory where we're like, okay, I get that. But then again, you know, I mean, 99% just like a number. Um, I wouldn't pay them a dime. Like I said, I might tell the, you know, the, the, the team, here's a down payment, like save the number for me. I get that. But to pay it up front so I can be number four. Now, Dalvin Cook has a lot of money, and maybe that's how he wants to spend his money. I'm not going to tell him how to spend his money. I would just think I would laugh at that as a player if they asked me to buy out my jersey. I'd like, yeah. Because if you wait two years, I think the story said you get the number. How did Dalvin Cook spend his first million dollars? Well, I had yes, to give exactly. it all to the NFL <laughs> to buy out my jersey so I could wear number four. All right. Coming up next, Jared tries to stump us again with a spelling bee. Oh, yeah. It's my favorite time. Are you guys ready? You guys ready to spell some words? We are never ready to spell some words. All right. Well, let me give you the theme. As you know, we did free agency offense and somehow missed uh, Jared Jones. Yeah. How did you miss that guy? Well, well I didn't let's know. Let's be honest. Everyone missed him. But all right. We are starting. This today is defense. And uh, Ed, you seemed miffed. Wait, wait are these are these draft eligible players or these people who play in the league these are the free agent signings of the las vegas raiders for the defensive side oh oh they well well wait wait a minute then it's one word right what's tyler gonna spell well i mean i mean haven't they signed one guy on defense no according to my research they signed a whole bunch of defensive tackles yeah it's all well i know i'm just uh come on (laughs) try to be funny here go ahead they signed one good player on defense. All right. All right. Hey. Yeah, there you go. Hey. All right. Well, let's start off with Ed. All right. And remember, you have you can ask for their origin and for them to be used in a sentence. Okay. Jonathan Hankins. Ooh. Do I, I need the origin of Jonathan Hankins? The Ohio State University. Uh, okay, Jonathan. Do I need to spell Jonathan, or can I just spell Hankins? I I can't really give you any tips. All I can give you is the origin and for it to be used in a sentence. (laughs) Uh, J-O-H-N-A-T-H-A-N-H-A-N-K-I-N-S. J-O-H-N-A-T-H-A-N. H-A-N-K-I-N-S. See, I was good on Hankins right away, but I thought there's no chance I'm getting the right Jonathan because, like, Jared Smith-Jones, that's the one. I I, Jonathan, I said I'm screwing this one up. Hankins was fairly easy. Listen, I am am stunned because Jonathan Hankins spells his first name J-O-H-N instead of just J-O-N. I yeah. thought there was it's no way he guess. had an H in yeah. there. Wow, I am yeah. stunned. Oh uh, no, I don't, don't be impressed. Don't be impressed because I have absolutely no. I completely guessed on that. I screw <laughs> Jonathan up all the time. Uh, <laughs> Hankins was fairly easy. 
Jonathan Hankins is very large, according to Ed Graney. All right. What? How did she get that in there? All right. So is she in studio right now? So, Tyler, your first word, our first person is... Nevin Lawson. Oh, yes. we got. Okay. All right. Can you use it in a sentence for me? Nevin Lawson signed a contract with less years than he has had suspensions. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Before I spell it, please give me the origin as well. Jamaican. Okay. Nevin Lawson. <laughs> that, that puts you down the edge. Yeah. N-E-V-I-N-L-A-W-S-O-N. Nevin Lawson. N-E-V-I-N-L-A-W-S-O-N. Nevin Lawson. All right. All right. We're all tied up. Ed, another challenging one for you. Carl Joseph. Okay. See, this happens on the Jonathan, but I think I'm okay here. K-A-R-L-J-O-S-E-P-H. K-A-R-L-J-O-S-E-P-H. Carl Joseph. The only reason I got that is, unlike the guy that they signed up the street, I've mentioned Carl Joseph in my report card. Uh, Jared, uh, since Ed didn't ask, please give us uh, Carl Joseph used in a sentence. Carl Joseph once hurt his foot on an interception. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. All right, I got to keep asking. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm not asking the burden overall questions. selection in the 2016 draft. <laughs> All right. We're going easy on these. Matt Dickerson. Oh. Who is that? Matt Dickerson. Is that a real player? Matt Dickerson. Yeah, he's roommates with, J- he's roommates with Jared <laughs> Jones-Smith. Uh, please use this fake player in a sentence, Jared. <laughs> Matt Dickerson has two quarterback knockdowns in three years. Oh, he's played apparently. Okay, yeah, he's on um, the list. He's on the list. All right, I M A T T D I C K E R S O N. Okay, hold on, hold on, Jared. Jared, let me guess. It's E N instead of O N. Matt Dickerson. No, his full. His name is Matthew. Oh, that's I. Even even in the battle here, I got to give Tyler that one. I, I, you're asking us to think way too much on this stuff. Nicholas Morrow. Nicholas Morrow. He's still on the team. Nicholas uh, Morrow. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why hey. did you not put Nick Morrow on there like you did yeah. with Matt? Yeah. Because that's a great question and we're moving on here's nicholas okay. here's nicholas uh, morrow's origin greenville okay what did you say greenville yeah i knew this one from the start i knew this one from the start but tyler said i must ask it to use it in a sentence nicholas morrow is shorter than tyler and weighs twice as much <laughs> n-i-c-h-o-l-a-s-m-o-r-r-o-w N-I-C-H-O-L-A-S-M-O-R-R-O-W. Nicholas Morrow. All right, we're all right, we've got five left and we're getting into the harder ones. Five. <laughs> Jeez. Tyler wasn't kidding when he said they signed every defensive tackle <laughs> you've never heard of. Darius Philon. Oh Jesus. Okay. Please use Darius Philon in the sentence. Darius Philon has not played since 2018. Uh, 2018. What's, <laughs> what's his origin? 
Strip Club parking lot. <laughs> okay. I think I know the last name. <laughs> I don't. Okay. The first name. Man. All right. Darius Phelan. D-A-R. I-U-S-P-H-I-L-O-N. Let's go. D-A-R-I-U-S-P-H-I-L-O-N. Darius Phelan. That is awesome. I was going like F-E-L-O-N, but then I thought that sounded bad. Like, <laughs> I, like, I had no clue on that last name. All right. You ready, Ed? Yeah, I guess. Quinton Jefferson. Quinton, it's going to be O or E N, but I'll I'll take a shot here. Q U I N T O N J E F F E R S O N. Q U I. It was either O or E on Quinton. I didn't J E F F E R S O N. Quinton Jefferson. I've lucked out with Jonathan and Quinton. I've lucked out on the on Marilyn certain letters. Quinton Jefferson is also large, according to Ed Graney. <laughs> they, there, it gets to a point where you're just dealing with so many defensive tackles that have like one sack over three years that you're like, it's not even a joke anymore. These are just uh, large men. All right, Tyler. Solomon Thomas. Oh, okay. please use Solomon Thomas in a sentence. Solomon Thomas has a degree in communications from Stanford. Oh, Ooh. can we hire him? Ooh. Yeah, you're supposed to. I've got to give you his origin. Damn, Stanford. <laughs> okay, all right, Solomon Thomas. I'm impressed. S O L O M O N T H O M A S. Solomon Thomas. S O L O M O N T H O M A S. Solomon Thomas. All right, we're we're officially. Tyler, you're down one, and we're officially into. No, nah, I think, I think it's tied. That, that you didn't. The Matthew and Matt wasn't fair. That All right, wasn't fine. Fair it's you. tied, and we're about to go into our final two, which. Okay. I don't really know. I guess we'll we'll call it a one-one-one, and the tiebreaker will be whoever they draft with their four picks. All right, Ed. Okay. Final one. Okay. Yannick Ngakwe. Would you like the origin, or would you like it in a sense? Yes, I'd like the origin. Jacksonville, Minnesota, Baltimore. <laughs> would you like I'd it like in, a in, in a in a sentence? Yannick Ngakwe got in a Twitter fight with a wrestling promoter. Okay, this is going to be easy. Y a n n i c k n because I don't believe he has any other letters in his last name, so I'm just going to stay with n. Y a n n i c k n g a k o u e Yannick yeah. Ngakwe. Oh, I'm I'm worried. I'm not going to know how to. I know who this last I one's going to be, and I don't know how to spell it. I could have gotten I, Ngakwe. I'm going to. Oh, mess you could have gotten Ngakwe. Yeah. Ngakwe should be like my Shashevsky. I can spell that like really fast, but Ngakwe I still haven't grasped. I, I well, I'm 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 fearful of what I'm about to get. I, I, also, years of car- covering Marvin Minzy's teams way too closely gives Tyler an advantage on any strange last names. <laughs> well, not strange. Diff- yeah, yeah, I may have been slightly xenophobic there. All right, Tyler, you ready? 
Rasul Douglas. Yep, I don't know. I don't know this one. I don't know how he spells his first name. Um, Which, who is it? Who is it? Rasul Rus- Douglas. Douglas, the guy they just signed like a week ago, and I remember looking at his name saying that's a weird way to spell it. All right, give it in a sentence, please. Uh, how about I give you the origin first? Okay, give me the origin first. Set the joke up. Waved. <laughs> Use it in a sentence, please. Rasul Douglas might be the best corner on the Raiders and has not played a snap uh... yet. Have they already right. waved him? No. All right. That was his origin. Yeah, That's how they origin. got him. They got him right. because uh, the team that drafted him went, yeah. Waved. Okay. I All right. His his I think his last name is spelled weird. So this is it's, if I get this wrong, it's going to sound stupid. But Rasul Douglas, R-A-S-U-L-D-U-G-L-A-S, Rasul Douglas. Damn it. R-A-S-U-L-D-O-U-G-L-A-S. Rasul Why did I Douglas. think his last name was spelled weird? No idea, but that basically means if we're not counting Matt Dickerson, we're tied still. <laughs> so we have accomplished right. nothing in these 10 minutes, and Jeff Erickson is next. The pitch to Hayward. Base set to right, Cubs win. Jason Hayward drives in the winning run with a sharp ground ball into right field. They win it in 10 innings by a score of 4-3. to three. One, two, and it's a liner into shallow left. That's a base hit. Correa will score. They're going to send Brantley. He'll score on Bregman's two-run single. 1-0 to Grisham. Here's the pitch from Bueller, and that is hit really well out to deep right field. Rayleigh going back, looking up, going to go. Trent Grisham halfway up the pavilion and right at Dodger Stadium. Two outs in the ninth. Here's the pitch. It is swung on and missed. Strike three. Got him to chase the cutter up and away. And Melanson picks up the save with three straight strikeouts. Padres take game one in Los Angeles by a final of three to two. You're sitting in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney and Bischoff underscore Tyler. Joining us now from RotoWire is Jeff Erickson. Jeff, how are you this morning? Doing all right. How about yourself? We are good, especially because I think that Cronenworth Tatis double play was the greatest Uh, double play in the history of baseball last night. That was wild. I mean, what an amazing play. I think all three parts of that play were awesome, too. Cronenworth's the play, Tatis with the turn, good stretch by Hosmer. I mean, that was just good baseball. I mean, Noisy hit that hit a rocket, too. You can't really blame him. I mean, he just hit it at the wrong guy. Great play. Can we move on? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, do you know who struck out to end the game last night? Was that Mookie Betts who struck out? That was Mookie. He's uh, he's scuffling. He's he's struggling a little. So uh, yeah, that was him. That was him. That was Mookie. And his first what? game back from uh, getting hit on the hit, hit on the forearm there. I'll give him a little credit there. Um, yeah, he did come back. He, he's throwing he, bullets right now. He did come back. Um, Jeff, first week of the season, uh, people's uh, fantasy teams right now. Not sure, especially like leading players. A uh, lot of injuries. How, how is it messed up, people, right now this early in the season? Usually, you at least have to wait till June or July before guys start breaking down. Well, so many hitters, especially. Uh, you know, four, the, the top four hitters on Tuesday and Wednesday sat out. Ridiculous. Or, or two, just Tuesday. Tatis was back on Wednesday. But, you know, it, it's just a huge level of attrition. Uh, and the top 75 in the NFBC, we have 12 hitters that were on the IL, which is just crazy. Usually, you expect some pitcher attrition, expect, and that's what everyone was thinking this year. But uh, that's not the case. Uh, it was uh, just, it, it's crazy to see the hitters just going down by the wayside. 
But you know what? It's hitting everybody. So you just got to scramble. And unlike last year, you can recover from this. Last year, you know, it was, it was a sprint season. You know, you lose three weeks, that's, you know, 20% of the season. Whereas now it's just, you know, you just deal with it and you move on. Um, so we talked about it last year a lot with losing guys, whether it was injury or COVID or whatever it was, or just teams. I, sh- I shouldn't even say just players. We lost teams last year, too. I, I feel like yeah. I asked this quite a bit to you, but do- how abnormal does it feel to have this many injuries to hitters this early? It feels a little strange. I mean, we all expected a lot out of, uh, you know, a lot of the pitchers. Uh, the COVID thing is kind of weird that it, that hasn't gone away either. Ask the Astros, ask the uh, – the uh, Nats, you know, it's just, it, it still keeps hitting us. It's kind of crazy. Uh, pretender, contender, most of these. Boston, Kansas City, and Seattle. Who would you say is really a pretender? Uh, Kansas City would be the pretender. Uh, fun story so far, but I think they're going to drop back. Their pitching's just not there. Seattle's fun because they got all these young guys that are about to come up. And, you know, and they're, they're, that was obviously a big storyline this spring about whether they're suppressing service time. Uh, but, they they happen to be a and and uh, you know have all this good young talent and b they're in a division one. I don't think anybody's going to run away. A's winning streak notwithstanding, uh, I, I think that this is going to be. I, I think they'll they'll drop off at the end. They're somewhere in the middle. I think Boston's legit though. So okay, in the AL East, if Boston's legit, the Yankees can't beat Tampa Bay. How much trouble do you think the Yankees are actually in this year? Moderate. I, I think they still have the horses. They, they're such a deep team. I, I think that the hitting's going to start to come around. We saw a little bit of that yesterday in Cleveland. Uh, I mean, it's been really cold on the East Coast too, and I know it's been cold in Boston too. I mean, it should be an excuse for Boston, but also, but uh, I do think that uh, they're going to be. I think the Yankees are going to make a run. I mean, Judge isn't hitting, Torres isn't hitting, Stanton's not hitting, but none of them are hurt. So I, I expect that that means good times are coming ahead. I don't like to admit this and never will, and I know kind of Longoria's off to a hot start, but uh, I haven't paid close enough attention except scores. Like, are the does it do the Giants have staying power? Um, I don't think so. I think that it's kind of a little bit like last year. They're, they're running well right now, but I don't think that uh, they're going to be a team that uh, you know ha- has the depth. I mean, everybody's healthy right now. That's been the, the one thing you compare that versus other teams that are dealing with that. And that's just a real problem. So I think that's gonna, they're going to be a team that uh, drops off a little bit. Uh, that said, I think their front office is really smart, and they've kind of gotten some of these under-the-radar players, um, you know, kind of like the A's. You know, and guys are somewhat underappreciated, and you know they, they maximize their value. But I still think they're a little ways away. They're building up a pretty good farm system, though. So I think they're going to be contending in probably two years. But keep in mind, they're going to have a big stretch of games against the Dodgers and the Padres. I think that's where they back off a little bit. Oh, two years from now, Giants and Padres ahead of the Dodgers in the NL West. You hear that, Ed? It's <laughs> yeah. coming. It's all crumbling let's down. Let's wait and see. It's all crumbling down. Um, Jeff, I know I know you tweeted a few days ago about uh, Corbin Burns and uh, how you were wrong on him. Uh, how good is Corbin Burns, and how, how long can he actually be this good? Yeah, I took the L on that. You know, you, you know it's a guy that, you know, has a has – a, a walk ratio of infinity right now because you can't divide by zero. <laughs> um, it's four, and one of the big things I concerns I had about Burns was he had a ten percent walk percentage last year. He has zero walk. It's crazy. Forty Ks. You know, I worry a little bit about how deep he can go in the game. But aside from that, I mean, the stuff is there. He showed signs even in 2019. He had a terrible ERA. 
But I look at him as someone that, you know, if we're drafting began today, probably beginning end of the second. I mean, beginning of the second round is probably where I take him, and you know, I might not even get him. Has Josh Hader given up a run yet this year? Like, they seem to have some ridiculous pitching staffs between some of their starters and some of their relievers. Because you can throw Brandon Woodruff in there, too. Like, they've got guys with unbelievable numbers this early in the season. Yeah, and don't forget Freddie Peralta, for that matter, too. Uh, another guy that is just throwing bullets. Uh, you know, Hader's great. Uh, and Devin Williams is actually off to a rough start, but he's gotten back around, too. Uh, I think that, <laughs> that that's their... Their whole goal all around was try to win by run prevention, and you saw that down in San Diego when they swept them. Um, that's that's how they did it. But it was weird because they didn't really invest a lot this offseason in the free agent market, lost a couple players even, and yet here they are still looking pretty strong. I think that central division is there for the taking. Talking to Jeff Erickson, follow him on Twitter at Jeff underscore Erickson, Rotowire senior editor. Get to rotowire.com for all your fantasy information. Well, uh, draft is coming up next week. I know you're probably well into researching uh, for your fantasy football drafts, and people wait and wait all year to get back into football. Uh, take us through what you guys are doing, and and as you kind of try to research these guys, I don't know if you've started with these quarterbacks. Are you seeing anything particular in terms of these rookies that you know four could go in the first round? Excuse me, four could go in the top ten. They're saying easily. I mean, you can see the top four even go that way. I mean, that, that's the thing. It's kind of crazy. Uh, and with the Niners trading up, that really shook things up a little bit. That made it, you know, everyone realized, okay, if you want your guy, you got to go trade up to get him. And the Bengals drafting at five. I'm kind of curious to see what they do. Because they could go one of three different ways, and they're the only team up there that's not looking for a quarterback. So, you, know, you can look at this. Hold on, Jeff. Hold on, Jeff. If you can hear us, we can't hear you. We lost you there. All right, um, it's it's already eight forty two. Do we try to call Jeff back, or do we Did just we say thank completely? you? I mean, I can't hear him anymore. Uh, I think we lost him completely. So do we? Do we even try to call him back, or do we just say thank you to Jeff? Send him right. a text message, and we appreciate we thank, it. We we thank him and appreciate it. Maybe uh, maybe during the break, uh, Jared gives him just a ring just to say thank you. Okay. I have a All feeling. Right. I have a feeling somewhere in this world he's about to tee off in the par three seven. <laughs> I'm pretty okay. sure that's where he is. <laughs> okay, so, that was Jeff Erickson from RotoWire. Um, apparently, his uh, you know golfing game it might be swinging in, and the uh, the phone call just went out there. Perfectly fine with us. So in the meantime, we need a new sharp. 702-364-1100 is the number. Nate had a soccer pick yesterday. Did not go very well for Nate or our Western Sydney Wanderers at 2 a.m. this morning. So if you would like to make a pick in the world of sports, you get the whole weekend because it's Friday. You can be our sharp 702-364-1100. We need somebody to just get eight in a row right so you can tie Ron and take over first place. 702-364-1100 is the number if you want to be our sharp. It's time to find the sharp. Brought to you by PropSwap, where smart sports bettors buy and sell sports bets. Go to PropSwap.com today and find the very best odds. Nate lost yesterday. He had the Western Sydney Wanderers, our Western Sydney Wanderers. They lost to Melbourne Victory 5-4. to four. Uh, a lot of goals in that game. By the way, Melbourne Victory were coming off a seven nothing loss in their previous game, so that's why they were Nate due. Went with, 
They, they were apparently do. Uh, so Nate lost with his soccer pick. We lost. Our Western Sydney Wanderers might not make the playoff. This is not uh, start of the season well, but not ending it very well here. So our new sharp is going to be Jared for the day. Yeah. Jared, I am horrified to ask you, what are you picking? All right. It's a three-leg parlay. Oh, three baseball the, games. One today. Dental, dental parlay. <laughs> I don't think Colgate's playing. Is Oral Roberts involved? No, um, okay. that's for religious reasons. Um, all right. There's a game today, a game tomorrow, and a game Sunday. You got to take the Padres today, the Padres tomorrow, and then the Padres Sunday, oh. and you win the three-team parlay, the three-leg parlay. We'll, we'll need a new sharp on Monday. We'll need a new sharp on Monday. I don't think that's a legal bet, but we are going to accept it because it'll be great if you win. You know that, right? I mean, if I win that, I'm going to just go ahead and just put my head through the wall because, of course, well, I won't have bet any money. I don't have any money. If you win it, then at 6.59, as you usually hear my voice, don't expect it on Monday from Clean Feed. So, <laughs> All right. So play, play the intro because you will not be hearing my voice if you so, win that bar line. Jared, if you win, you will not only be our sharp on Monday, you will also <laughs> be, be the a host. host. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Oh, I hope the Padres win all three. That'll be phenomenal. That'll be great. Yet, if the Padres isn't win it amazing three. how great the Padres are that if they sweep the Dodgers, they're still not in first place? Oh it's my amazing. God! It's you amazing. can't do both sides of this argument. <laughs> it's, just, it's, just, it's, it's so sad for them. <sighs> well, I can't believe you guys didn't text me last night. Tatis actually got a hit. I was like, I, I I had to replay it on my TV five times to see that he actually hit the ball. Yeah, it's second of the year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just, listen, I turned it on right for the double play in the eighth inning that uh, the Dodgers had the tying oh. run on third and hit into a double play. It was a great double play. Um, yeah, that, that was the only real thing I saw. And then Mookie Betts striking out in the game because I always find that to be funny. Uh, I, uh, yeah. I, a, a fan of the game, I will admit, a great, great double play. That was a great play. Fan of, listen to you fan of the game yes fan of the game and i was uh i absolutely uh, thought that was a great play i did and what what's wrong with the dodgers offense i don't know i mean well okay they gotta buy more players no it's it's amazing to me that cody bellinger has a bruised foot and has been out six months so maybe that guy Needs to be a little tougher. Um, need his. I thought, it was a, I thought it was a hairline fracture. Didn't he have a hairline yeah. fracture? To me, that's a small bruise. Um, so <laughs> he needs it back. And then Chris Taylor. That's another thing about some of these guys. Chris Taylor last night, who's a really good hitter. I like. I love Chris Taylor. Um, he's in the lineup at six o'clock, and at seven, scratch sore back. What your back just got sore? Wasn't it sore all day? Like why? Is, and McKiskey was the same way last night. They're both in the lineup like at five o'clock. And then an hour later, the beat writers are tweeting, uh, they've both been scratched. Like, what, they just realized their backs hurt? I mean, it's just, I, I, I was not happy last night. I was not but, happy. And you're wasting Bueller's effort, another great effort by that guy. And I'm not, I'm not, I think Jared's first uh, leg of his parlay hits tonight because I think Kershaw's been, let's say, better than he should be at this point. And Darvish is pretty good, so I think the Padres get Kershaw tonight. Kershaw's almost ready to get bombed. Like he's been really good his first three starts, but at some point he's going to get bombed. And at some point, Tatis is going to go like three for four with like two home runs. It might be tonight. Like, I'm really worried about tonight. 
unrelated, but Tyler, can I ask you about like who's Kyle Tucker and why did they, why is he a DH? He's not a DH. He's a right fielder. Okay, because he's like the number one person on my fantasy waiver wire, and it says DH eligible, and he's betting a gentleman's one seventy one. Oh, you got you got to pick him up. You got to pick Kyle Tucker up. I'll give you I'll give you a fun Kyle Tucker stat. The Astros played the Rockies two days ago, and Kyle Tucker had the three hardest hit balls in that game. All three were over 103 miles an hour off the bat. Kyle Tucker was 0 for 4 despite that. So when he hits, he hits it real hard into, like... Right at people, yes. No, Kyle Tucker is coming back. He, You go pick him up. I'm telling you right now, go pick him up. The dude is absolutely destroying the baseball. He just manages to hit it right at people every single time he hits. I'll tell you this. So his batting average is like 160 right now. His expected batting average is 269. Like he's actually hitting the ball really well. So go pick him up. He is in the, uh, let's see, he is in the 72nd percentile of max exit velocity. So he's hitting the ball very well. Go pick him up. There's your fantasy baseball advice from me. All right. Don't pick up Bellinger. He's soft. (laughs) Well, if he'd stop walking on it. Stop this bruised foot. Listen to you. Unbelievable. <laughs> I do enjoy that the Dodgers have not scored more than three runs in, what, four straight games? Five straight and you games. Know you know what amazing to me on how good they are? They haven't scored that much in five straight games, and their differential is still plus 37. Well, yeah, because the, the be Dodgers also – let's because Okay, their last five games, 2 nothing win, 5-2 lost. 4-3 loss, 1-0 win, 3-2 loss. So there's there hasn't been like an 11-2 loss sprinkled in there yet. The no, Dodgers don't give they, up runs either. Well, no, but I, I'm, I'm scouring the schedules so waiting for another three-game series against the A's, and I don't think we get one of those. So Although no, the A's are no, playing a lot better than people thought. They haven't, yeah. lost. they haven't lost. What happened like, to those guys, they, by the way? We had them as the worst team in baseball the first week of the season. The Astros gave them a four-game sweep. The Dodgers gave them what, like a, a three, beat them one. two out of three or something like yeah. that? Yeah. And then the yeah. Astros beat them again, and since then, they haven't lost. They started like one and seven, and they haven't lost since then. They're un, they're they like, they, not, can't, they can't be They beat. have not lost since you watched Moneyball. No, that is accurate. That is actually an accurate mm-hmm. statement. They have not lost since I decided to watch Moneyball, which is a terrible, terrible job by me. Unbelievable. Yes, like they're... Now, granted, they've played some bad teams, like they played the Diamondbacks and the Tigers in there, but they did. They swept the Twins. Like, there's some. There's oh, now. God, now they play Baltimore. It's going to keep going. Yeah, they're going to get up. They they're going to be up to 14. Baltimore, yeah, and then they 20. get. They they are. They get Baltimore for three, and then put them at 14, and then they they do have to go to Tampa Bay. I don't think they'll sweep Tampa Bay. That'll be their downfall. Is sweeping Tampa Bay. Damn, Oakland A's being good. Nobody wants the Oakland A's to be good, do they? I mean, it's kind of fun in the sense that there, if if California fully opens, the best team in baseball will be playing in front of a capacity crowd of four thousand. The, the Dodgers? Team where? No, all right, what? fine. The the hottest what? team in baseball, whatever. Oh, okay, okay. No. I was I was confused as to what joke you were going for. I was Come going on. for the know. fact that no one wants to go to the Coliseum because it's a bleep hole. Listen, according oh, to yeah, Moneyball, they were. They were sold out. Those crowds were packed. I remember the one part I remember about that. Well, I remember a lot of parts because I love the movie was 
when they're all, when fans are walking to the uh, stadium, I just remember the person in the Eric Chavez jersey. I uh, who? Well, if you watch Moneyball, if you watch Moneyball, you don't know who Eric Chavez is. They didn't right. mention him. Well, yeah, the only time Eric Chavez is mentioned is when that person walks by the camera yeah. wearing a jersey. Second well, best hitter on the team. Who? Okay. No, we don't even mention him in a movie. The other part is literally Brad Pitt walks by a maintenance guy goes, hey, the smell's getting worse. Oh, yes, I did enjoy that part. That was kind of funny. It is getting worse. Jared, did you pick up Kyle Tucker yet? N- no, no, Why? I, I haven't. Because... What do you mean? I told you to pick him up. You don't trust me? It's not Pick that... up Kyle Tucker. He's going to hit two home runs tonight. He is t- hitting two home runs, and you're going to regret it because somebody else is going to grab him. 